Welcome to Chit Chat with Hope. Tonight, I am going to extend again my thankfulness of everyone that listens to listen to my podcast weekly. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to put out my podcast this morning early, um, usually early thir- um, Thursday, about nine o'clock. But um, here I am, Thursday evening. So tonight I'm going to talk about a group of students or children, you know, um, whichever one you want to call them. I'm going to say student because I'm going to kind of go back and forth between home and school. Okay, we have some of our children that... um, We know they might not be um, able to go to college for different reasons, okay? However, we do know that the fact that they can't go to college, it doesn't mean that they can't hold a meaningful job. So before we even think about the fact that, you know, they can't go to college because I know that for some parents, this can be very discouraging. However, we need to understand that even children without disability, our college is just not a good fit for them. Okay, so if your child fall into the category of, you know, college is not going to be in the picture as per se the future of your child, it is okay. There's loads of children that are leaving high school every year without disability. And college is just not a part of their now that they're thinking of, maybe in the future and maybe not. So we're going to talk about tonight those few children of ours that we already know that they're not going to go to college. You know, and we're going to talk about, you know, the years ending so fast. So we're thinking of, okay, let's think about those that are in the 11th grade going to 12 or even in the 12th grade. We already know that they're not going to go to college. However, we know that they're smart enough to hold a job, a meaningful job, a job that can lead to independence of them living on their own. Okay, so here we go. So when you see that your child is capable of holding a job, what I need you to do is see if somehow you can add an increase in job readiness for your child, okay? An increase. I don't know if they do this at all schools, but I know that at my job, I see a few students that um, that used to come. They're not coming now, of course, because of the pandemic. But prior to the, we had students coming, and they would be put in different departments within the facility, and they would learn that particular skill. Okay, they would learn that particular skill. So what I want you to do is, as parents, as advocators, if you see that your child is going to be someone that is capable of holding a job, 
which was which is I'm sorry, which will lead to being more independent as that child get older, and of course we get older. Okay. So, what you need to do is, if your school, the school that your child is attending, is not capable of helping your child to be prepared for this adventure, this new journey of being an adult or young adult, whichever one you want to call an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old, what you can do is, you might need to find somewhere on Saturdays that your child can go to or you yourself can start getting your child ready, prepare for going out to get a job, okay? Again, when we are working on anything with our children, we really have to be capable of Put aside the fact that we love them and there's nothing in the world that we wouldn't do for them. But what we really have to do is we need to be honest with the job placement or how far of an independent our children will have in certain jobs that they might, you know, they might say to you, you know, I want to do this particular job. I want to be, a, a, let's say, a painter. You know, I want to paint. I want to paint buildings. We as parents have to start looking at our children in an honest fashion and really decide if your child would be a, a painter, if your child can be a painter, okay? So... If your particular school do not have where they can accommodate your child by helping with some of the skills that they may need to get a job after they leave high school, then maybe you're going to either have to find somewhere that will or as parents, we're just going to have to try to do as best as we can. We do know that... um, our children, for the most part, they are always adding to their social skills. However, they are new social skills that is needed to hold a job, to get a job, and to hold a job. So, we need to, again, start sitting with our children maybe 10th grade, ninth, um, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, because as you, you know, as you're looking and you're thinking, I hope we're all thinking that, you know, the year just, the year for school is just going to be September, and before you know, you're turning around and it's going to be June. So if your child is in 10th grade, 11th or 12th grade, and you already know that your child is not going to go to college, you need to sit down with your child And you need to go over some of the jobs or position that they may like and would like to do. And you and your child are going to have to seriously decide which of these jobs would be a good fit for your child. 
we're going to have to understand that when someone hire our children, they're hiring an employer. They're hiring an employee, which means that they're paying this your, your child, my child, which means that they're expecting a job to be well done. You know, we can't... Um, they're going to be accommodation. However, the accommodation is never going to be where your child or my child is going to get paid and they didn't completely do the job right. Because then you're, then that employer is going to have to pay a second person to correct what your child, my child have done. So we already know that they're not going to keep a job if, if someone always have to do their job and then go over and complete their own jobs, okay? So we're going to go through tonight some of the, um, you know, we all have policies within ourselves and policies that the employers are looking for. So we are going to have to sit with our children and we're going to have to start training them adding to their skills and seeing if it stick. Because if it doesn't stick, then you're going to have to start discussing something else that might be a better fit for your child. So we are going to start looking at good work ethics, okay? Now we know whatever job that your child get, as we know, it will be some accommodation. However, we have to start thinking and, and, you know, we have to be real with our children. We have to be real with ourselves. We have to be real with the people that we are wanting to employ our children. So we need to look at some of these things. I've written down a few things because I really, you know, I really didn't want to forget some of the really good pointers. So on my lunchtime today, I spent the day my whole entire lunchtime, you're just thinking, just thinking of, of some of the pointers that I wanted to share with everyone that is listening. And the first one that came to my head, you know, because my son is, is going to 10th grade next month, which would be September, right? And the first thing popped in my head was the ability to stay focused on a given task. Okay, so as necessarily to complete the task that was given or asked to be done. We're going to have to be honest with ourselves. Regardless of what job our children get, when they're 18, they're considered an adult, we have to say to ourselves, will my son or daughter be able to stay focused as long as it's necessarily needed to be done that they can complete this task. We have to be honest because at the end of the week or bi-weekly, you're expecting, I'm going to expect my child to be paid. It's no different with an employer. At the end of the day, they're expecting complete work and work that's well done. So we're going to have to say, if our child wants to, let's say, bake cakes, 
bake cookies or whatever they might want to do, but they definitely want to bake. They want to work in the bakery. You know, that's where they want. They, you know, they're in love with that. They just love the idea of baking. Okay? We're going to have to understand that baking at home with you where you're supervising the whole thing is completely different than someone paying your child or my child to be in his or her bakery. No one have time to supervise 24-7, you know, or as long as that child is there, that young person is there doing their job. So they're going to be given a task. If it's a dozen egg, they need to crack or it's to get the right amount of flour, whatever it is, they're going to expect or need your child, my child, to stay focused, okay? So we're going to have to say, is my child focused enough to do this particular job that my child likes doing? So then again, you might have to sit with your child and say, you know what it is? This is what it is, okay? The person that is going to hire you is not going to do the same thing I do when we're here. So let's think about something else that you may be able to do on your own. Okay. The next thing that um, came to my mind is an attitude. You know, when someone hires you, they're expecting your attitude to fit their company or their business or their organization. Okay. So we are going to have to be very honest with ourselves and look at our children and look at their different moods that they have for whatever reason. You know, if they're mad, if they're sad, if someone is looking at them, if they can't find something, if they're stressed, we're going to have to look at all of that. And we're going to have to also look at the behaviors that may come along with the attitude. So, for example, if your child wants to work in a library, which is nice because the library is quiet and it's just everything that your child will enjoy. However, when your child get upset, they throw stuff. You know, then we already know that that is not going to fit well with the librarian or anyone that works in the library or people that are at the library. So we're going to have to look at our children's behavior. We're going to have to look at the attitude they have when someone corrects them. We're going to have to look at the attitude that they have when they're stressed. Because again, if you're being paid for a job, people are going to expect to get what they're, being, what they're paying you for. Which is an employee that's going to fall in line with their policy. Okay. The next thing that we have to look at when we're doing job skills or we're getting our... Um, you know, our children, young people ready for the life of being independent or as independent as they can be. The next thing is appearance. <clears throat> now, we're going to, excuse me, my allergy, we're going to have to look at appearance. Now, when I say appearance, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about do your child, my child, have issues with someone telling them what they have to wear to work or what they can't wear to work or how they need to dress. So if you know and I know that our children 
have problem where someone is going to say you can't wear a t-shirt and this you know and your child or my child is just someone that you know is going to wear what they want to wear we already know that this is not going to work in a setting where you have to wear uniforms or you're going to have to wear some kind of clothing that falls within the policy of this company business or organization so we're going to have to look at a bunch of these different things before we even think about it's time to um, get them out and let them find a job. We're going to have to look at all these different things, skills, that we're going to have to mold them in our children if they're capable of being molded. Okay? Because if you get a job and the only shirt you can wear to work is the shirt that the company gave you with their logo and their name on it and all that good stuff. You know, you can't decide that I don't want to wear that blue shirt today. I don't want to wear that white shirt today. It's my birthday. I'm going to wear my purple shirt. You know, it's a new shirt I bought. You can't do that. So we already know that if our children have issues complying with rules, have issues with people giving rules have issue with someone talking to them we already need to eliminate certain jobs even if it's the job that your dream job that your your child my child may want or need or just gotta have we're going to have to eliminate these jobs because if we don't eliminate them what we're going to do is put our children in a position of feeling like they're failures because if you get a job and your appearance is not only just that you have to come looking clean but your appearance is going to be you're going to have to wear a uniform and your child is just not someone that's going to have that then we already know the minute he goes out of the norm he's going to be fired or she's going to be fired you know our children are not going to last on that job you know you work in a health field you're going to get uniforms or you're going to have to buy uniforms. And if the uniform is purple and purple is not your color, then and you're going to protest it, you're not going to have a job. So we're going to have to look at the ability of our children to stay focused on what they need to do, where they need to be. We're going to have to keep in mind that attitudes do count at work. When you're talking to your peers at work or when your boss is talking to you or you're talking to your customers, your clients, your residents, your patient, however, wherever, you know, that job is and the title of the people that are going to be around you while you're doing that job, we're going to have to know how to keep our attitude in check. Is Do your child have a, have a problem? Do my child have a problem? Um being positive even if it's not something that they like or not something that they want to do do they have the ability to still do this job in a positive manner you know let's just say for example um you know there's so let's just say Kmart because Kmart has a lot of greeters you know when you walk into the store they're saying good morning and how are you you know have a beautiful day you know and so on and so forth. Now, if your child, my child, gets such a job of walking around and being extra nice to people that sometimes people 
you say good morning and they don't even answer you. you. You know, you hold the door, they don't even say thank you. Will your child, my child, be able to compose, to stay, to remain in a positive mood, knowing that this is not part of why I'm getting paid. This is part of how I keep my job. And by keeping my job, it means that I'm going to have to not, you know, worry about someone not saying thank you because I held the door. I don't have to worry about someone not responding back to me because I said, you know, good morning and that person didn't answer me. So do your child, my child, have, I'm sorry, this music, (laughs) this car is driving back and forth. Do your child Can my child stay positive even when someone yell at them? If not, we're going to have to look at the type of jobs that they're thinking that they're going to be able to have. Okay. The next big thing about job, getting or keeping a, a job, is coming to work or going to work on time. Okay. As parents, caregivers, we're going to have to be honest. Do your child, my child, have a problem getting up in the morning? Do your child, my child, have issues with the weather? Do your child, my child, have issue going to bed early that they don't get up in a nasty mood or be moody? Do your child, my child, have issues where they lay up in the bed and I'm not going to school this morning, I'm not getting on the school bus, and they have to go through this whole drama before they're, you know, they're kicked in a good mood, before they get into a good mood, because they didn't sleep, you know, long enough, because they don't want to get up, whatever reason it is, you're not, I'm not, you're not. My child, your child, will never keep a job that they're supposed to be there 8 and they get there 10 o'clock every day. Doesn't matter if they're the best best employee ever. If you're supposed to get at, be at work at 8 and you're getting at work at 10 and 9.30 every day, you're writing your own pink slip. You are writing yourself out of a job. So again, we have to go into think about the time during the day that fits your child, my child, that they will be able to keep a job because getting a job sometimes is okay. It's keeping the job that they're going to be an issue. Or So we're going to have to think about it. My child is not a morning child. Your child is not a morning child. There's no reason why that child should take a job that they need to be there at 8.30 because we already know they're going to get fired. Because for the most part, even if you drive, you still have to give yourself time because it might be traffic or the weather might be bad or there might be an accident and you're going to be re-roaded somewhere else. So we always have to be ahead of, okay? So you're going to have to think of, can that child get up early? That young person, I keep saying child. Is that going to be a problem if the boss asks, can you stay an extra half an hour just today alone, will you, you know, will your child, my child, you know, I keep saying child, but, you know, they'll always be our child. We'll, you know, sometimes we can't even see that they're getting older, but we know they are. But um, will, are they going to have an attitude, uh, uh, you know, a meltdown, uh, you know, become so upset and to the point that it might get to the point that they say things that they might not have a job? Are they capable of saying, okay, I, I, okay, you know, 
I can't stay late today because the bus runs at a different time and I you know and I usually get a ride from my mom or I get a ride with someone and I won't be picked up today so I can't stay late because the bus you know runs at this time or that time or it's too dark for me to go outside or whatever it is however Friday or Saturday if you want someone to stay back late I can stay back an hour Friday and you know whatever it is but will your child my child be able to be put in a position and either talk themselves out or be or be okay with just like okay I can't today but I can't tomorrow I can't stay an hour I can stay half an hour will your child be able to do that will my child be able to do that if not then maybe they shouldn't or couldn't or they shouldn't be thinking of a job that the possibility is that they will be asked to do overtime and may have to do overtime there's some jobs where it's strictly eight to four, and you know at four o'clock you're gonna leave. No one is gonna ask you to do overtime. That's just the way it is. You know, if you work into a school, you know, unless you're a teacher or a staff that might have to do meetings, you might not really be asked to do a lot of staying back late. So, you know, maybe your child, my child might need a job where you finish your job and you leave. The next thing is, if your child, my child, become upset, can they calm themselves down before it get out of hand? Are they going to understand the appropriate words to say if they become upset? Are they going to understand that no matter how upset you are, if you're on the floor where you're working and there's customers, there's residents, there are people, you are not allowed to start carrying on there. Are they going to be okay by themselves to be able to think that... I'm upset, and as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to speak to my boss or I'm going to speak to someone, but they're just not going to go ahead and display how they feel any and everywhere. So if we have to take all of these things and look at them in the reality and see how our children are when we start thinking of job readiness and going to find a job. The next big thing is, you know, are they going to be okay with changes? Because if an employee wants you to change your lunchtime because someone called out or someone got sick or it's an emergency and someone had to leave, will your child become upset because they go to lunch at 12 o'clock and now they're going to have to take lunch at 1 o'clock? Can your child accept changes on a whim, you know, on a, you know, like, boom, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're going to have to take your lunch earlier. You're going to have to take your lunch later. Can your child, my child, accept changes? If they can accept changes, see, all of these things we have to consider. You know, it's very nice when we start thinking that this is a good job and I'm so happy that my child would love to do this job or that job but then we have to think with, we have to think along the line the different things that come along with having or keeping this job or getting this job you know the weather you know look at your child I'm going to have to look at my child when it snowed did, did I have a hard time getting my kid out of the house 
you know, did you have a hard time getting your child out of the house? Then you know what? For the most part, it might be the same thing when they get a job. If it's snowing, they might not want to go to work. If it's raining, they might not want to go. If it's their birthday, they might not want to go. You know, and, and it's, it's endless. So we're going to have to be honest with ourselves and think about it to the point where we're extremely honest with ourselves and we already know that by getting a job or getting jobs and losing jobs is just going to make this child, young person, my child, your child, become very discouraged. So what we're going to have to do is be realistic. Be realistic. When we are doing job readiness with our children, when we're talking to them, be realistic with the jobs that you have them be interviewed to get or be realistic with the jobs when they throw it out there that, you know, I want to work, you know, I want to work with animals. And you already know that your child is afraid of animals. You know, don't encourage it. Don't encourage it. Because the more, the more we encourage things that we already know for sure won't work. We don't want our children to become depressed. We don't want them to become disappointed within themselves. We don't want them to think that they're disappointing us. We do not want to discourage them. So we are going to have to sit and explain reasons why that particular position or job will not be the best fit for them. This is why I am saying that if your child is 10 in the 10th grade, the 11th grade, 12th grade, and you already know that this young person is not going to go to college for whatever reason, you need to be honest when you start discussing, discussing future jobs or what that young person in your life, because it doesn't always have to be your child, it could be your grandchild or your siblings that you're raising, but you're going to have to be honest enough with yourself and this young person, when they start discussing what I'd like to do, you know, a lot of young people, they, their, their voice is just amazing. You know, it's just amazing. But the fact that they have an amazing voice and they don't want to practice, they don't want to do the different things that they need to do, then I don't really think that we should be fantasizing about them becoming a musician because we do not we do know that musicians are very disciplined people i mean you know i don't know when they become famous and you can you know you become a first name you can basically do whatever you want to do you know you're a beyonce you know you can choose which city you want to work in you could choose what time your concerts are going to be you know you could choose you could choose you could do all these different things but when you're trying to get in the business you don't have that many choices besides you need to be here at this time you need to be ready i want you to do this and you must do that if your child have issues or my child have issues with following you know, rules to a T, we're going to have to start revamping what kind of job would be a good possibly placement for, for them. Because again, we don't want them to be disappointed in themselves because they can't hold a job. 
We don't want them to feel that we're disappointing in them because they're not keeping a job. And we definitely do not want to discourage them because then after you become so discouraged, you start, you know, we don't want them to become depressed because then that's a whole other issue within itself. So what I'm going to ask you again, as I did in the beginning, find out from your school if there's any place that can help you with job readiness, you know, um, getting them ready to answer questions when they're being interviewed, you know, getting them ready to ask questions when they're being interviewed, getting them ready to understand that you need to dress a certain way when you go an interview. You might have to dress a certain way while you're on the job. You know, we need to have these talk. We need to have these talk because a lot of young people do get jobs. Oh, my goodness. Someone is riding a bike outside my window. Um, a lot of young people do get jobs. They don't have a problem getting a job or getting jobs. The problem that they do have is their work ethic is not that strong. <laughs> Again, the working, getting a job, they, most of the time they don't have it because they're very smart. They, they'll get the job. But the work ethics is not strong enough to keep the job. You know, you can't decide you're not going to go to work at 9 when you're scheduled for 9. You can't decide that, you know, I hate purple and I'm not going to wear that uniform. It doesn't work like that. So the time to talk about all these different things is now. Right now, when you can get a, a look and see what possibly your child and you can change about their selves if this particular position or, you know, job or however you want to call it is something that they really, really want to do, okay? So we're, we're going to say if there's something that this young person really, their whole life they wanted to do this, you know, their whole entire life they want to they want to teach, but they don't want to go to college, so they might want to become a paraprofession, which would be someone that assists a teacher. Now, your child might go to school, my child might go to school, and let's say they go to school at 8 o'clock. It doesn't mean that the teachers are coming in exactly 8 o'clock. So, you know, if your child is willing to become more self-disciplined with some support, then this might just be a good job for your child. But however, a job is not going to change very much for an employee. They'll give accommodation, but that coming to work on time is not part of that. You having an attitude and yelling and carrying on, that's not part of a you know, that's not part of me making sure that you can do your job. Me making sure that you can do your job is making sure that you're capable and have the ability to do your job as everyone else. So if I got to get you a special chair or, you know, different things like that, give you the keys to the elevator that you don't have to go up the step. But you being here at 9 o'clock or being here at 8 o'clock is a must. You wearing that brown uniform that everyone can understand that you work at my company is a must. So we need to have these talk with our young people in our lives, you know, 
that they can really um, think about the jobs that they would like and think about the different things that they need to become or improve on in order to keep this particular job if they get that job. So this is what was on my mind today because I, like I said, um, a lot of my experience that I get is either personal or from different workshops or from different groups that I'm in. And the groups, when I say I'm in groups, it's groups with um, people that have children with disability, mainly autism. And what, I, what, I, what I'm reading of lately is that a lot of parents are panicking because they, they're like, all of a sudden, you know, you look around and your child is 18 and their children are graduating from school, you know, coming June of next year. And they're just feeling that they're not prepared. Neither is the parent, neither is the young person that is graduating. So in order to stay focused and not be caught out there, we need to start either eliminating things, eliminating jobs that we know that is not going to be a fit, or we need to start not eliminating, but seeing if we can start molding different behaviors different understanding of what this job detail is, how you're going to get it, how you're going to keep it. So um, this is what I really wanted to share because it's, it's not a good feeling when you start looking for something, you know, may it be a job or may it be a program that you would have liked your child to be a part of. And everywhere you go, they're letting you know there's a waiting list and the waiting list is three years, a waiting list is a year. So if there are places that you can place your child on that waiting list, because if the waiting list is two years or it's a year, if your child is in the 11th grade, then that's fine. Because by the time that child is in 12th grade getting ready to getting ready I'm sorry I'm all tongue-tied getting ready to um to graduate that year or that two-year will be even closer for that child to be or you know young person to be a part of that particular program that you were trying to get them to be a part of whether it's a program that's going to increase their ADLs or it's getting to getting a job it doesn't matter what I'm trying to to really put out to, you know, parents, myself, you know, caregivers is that don't wait until the last minute that we start doing anything. So, you know, right now, if you, you know, if your child is capable of um, holding on to a job and getting a job and all of that good stuff, you need to start teaching them how to speak. You need to start teaching them that you cannot Get angry the way you get angry when you do get angry. You have to compose yourself. You have to excuse yourself. Maybe you might have to go in the bathroom and just walk around or do whatever you have to do, but you can't scream. You cannot throw things. However, whatever. But we do have to speak to them and let them know that, you know, what you do at home when you get upset or what you do, you know, at school when you get upset. 
we have to talk to our children and let them know where you cannot do that at, at your job or you cannot do that when you get a job or you cannot do that if you're accepted in a particular program. So with that, I am going to say good night, everyone. And I am so sorry that I didn't get a chance to uh, release my new podcast this, you know, um, this morning. And I thank you all for listening. And if you are sharing my podcast, I thank you again. Have a blessed night.